It'd be like something like this. Bop for the mockery. It's an atrocity to know that it's charged possibly. It's just gotta be trying to see who's in the mouth of me, hoping they pop me. It can be costly, probably the sauce, boss, often the offering the problem not knowingly. They blowing me, showing they going to closure be. It's crazy, this corny case is the only way that people can notice me. I have no control, I stick to my guns, I'm trolling, trolling, trolling. I'm not with you hoes, I don't want the fame, but I enjoy my flowery. This shit's bizarre, by far the czar of bars, oh, the boastery. Yeah, I'm just falling right behind each other, man. It's crazy when you think about it, that we never bumped into each other. I'm at St. Ben's again tomorrow morning. Oh man! Yeah, I'm up there. I'm up there tomorrow. Got six great girls basketball. We two on one. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I just came from a basketball game myself. Cool, cool. How'd you do? Or is there somebody playing? Uh, I'm I'm the stats guy at at my high school. Uh, in on the west side, so like Alrabi High School. Oh, I know Alrabi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just played manly and they, they kind of worked us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, Manly's it was whole chico. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it was good. It was a good time. It was fun to see people. So Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know about Manly. I'm on the west side right now. I live by sixteenth and trip. I'm not that far from Manly. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, sports bring us all all together in interesting places, man. Every time it's, it's hilarious. Even as you get older, you go into the gym and bunch somebody you know you played against, and you're like, "Wow, you're still in this gym?" I'm like, yeah, my kids are in there. I'm like, "What? You got kids?" <laughs> so, right, yeah, crazy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine with the with the kids element, but but it's cool. Yeah, you're right. It's like a, a, it brings out everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I played Al Arabia a few times. I know where that is. Yeah, I played there. Um, you know, now you got Chicago Hope is a West Side killer, trying to be a West Side program right now. So Hope is new. Um, that used to be old uh, Attack, the Attack Gym. Yeah, they, they turned that gym into a high school and everything now. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. The West Side changing. That's Dude, right. Little Village is also, also hooping a lot too now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be doing it for all the home games. So I'm going to see a lot of these schools, which is kind of cool. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, CBS loaded. Check out um I think Weston House, one of my guys um his son is the point guard over there. Uh DJ, DJ Bolden. See see, see what you think with uh, he's number 2. He should, he should pretty good show. Yeah. I will check that out. I don't know if we play them, but um, that would be cool. I know there there are up and up and coming schools. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm. Other yeah. than that, long day today, but it's almost over. I'm over here in my Debo gear. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, that the Bulls are trying to win or do something. I don't know what's going on. This game is interesting behind me right now. Oh, I got it on right here. Yeah, they're up. They just came up too. That's right. When the Paul is playing good tonight, you know something's going on. Patrick Williams is actually the best player on the floor tonight. I, I'm, like, I'm watching this, trying to understand it. <laughs> Yo, what be album, man? It's gonna be a monster. I know, I know. It's cool. I love how global the game is getting. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. He's Godzilla before the radiation. Once he gets the radio, once he gets the mainstream in him, oh my god. 
Wemby right now is happy to see other players and wait till he plays everybody the second time around. <laughs> right. They learn how to play him a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, Popovich should figure it out. I mean, he's got he's got the right coach and they don't have the right players yet, but once they put the weapons around him and you can't you gotta play him straight up, you gotta respect his game. Because right now everybody's loading up on him right now, even though he's seven, was he seven four, seven five? Yeah. He, he can catch the ball and turn in one motion without bringing it down. It is scary. So the ball never comes down below 6'10". Uh, yeah, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> I don't think too many people understand that feeling, man. If you did, we wouldn't be on this pod or we or, or we yeah. said NBA scores this right now. This is this is right. insane. Right. Yeah, they're, they're playing guards behind them now, right? They're trying to trick them a little bit. <laughs> um, um, and you can shoot too, which is which is incredible. You're seven four shooting a thirty five flutter. That's not right. That's a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, I will say. I was watching. I was watching more uh, green light videos. Man, that CDC video is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. Uh, I don't know if it was you. Or somebody else had uh had put it in the the group the group thread and that was yeah I hadn't watched it in forever so I was like <laughs> that felt good to kind of like revisit that. Uh, that was that was no sage yeah because I had seen it before but you know you sit there every time you watch videos you see a different take on it sometimes I watched this while I was sitting at the desk during the meeting I had muted myself so I watched the CDC yeah. so all the people watching my eyes like what is he looking at I'm like uh looking at notes over here so. Yeah, yeah, your guys' music, man, gets me through a lot of long days and meetings, man. Because every song you guys make tells a story. The stories are, are awesome. Yo, I appreciate that. That is so cool to hear. Um, I know you guys had uh, Andres and Bob Rock on before, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to them a little bit. Yeah, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you got like a lot of the history about like how this group has come together and stuff. Um. But yeah, I think yeah, and I'm I got the CDC video on now too. I don't know where he got this artist, but they they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, the artistry in the videos, man. I, you know, every every video is a creative concept. You know, like the you know the, the Bravo Cafe is pretty sweet. That's in there. You know, I watched other videos. I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, you guys keep re- reinventing the narrative. Like you know, Bob's like that other. Bob's like that fifth element. So when you bring Bob in, it changes everything. You know, everybody in your everybody in your collab is just, you know, equally talented. You know, the talent is crazy when you think about it. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like um homegrown. Like, please give us a little perspective from you because when we had RP and, and Bob Rock on, you know, yeah. we had to break it up into two episodes because it quickly became the Bob Rock improv session, <laughs> which is all good. But uh-huh. we really didn't get a lot of the origin, so this is kind of like part three of that conversation. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, so I would say Kamani and I, um, Amanu, you know, we we linked together as Bad Wolf before Green Lights. Like, Bad Wolf has been around for a minute. So, and we would we played shows with Bob Rock, you know, as, as a solo artist, Bob Rock. And... Um, and just had a great time, you know, and, and always knew he was like a homie and someone we would like collaborate with and just like, you know, 
just just continue to push each other you know what i mean and um but at the same time you know andres being such a a force with his his band back in the day called abstract giants and then just his production he would just continue to make beats and just like send beats send beats and so like it eventually like looped in bob rock i would say i don't know a few years ago uh pretty much like since the pandemic and uh, i don't know if he if bob rock got on the first record he might if it wasn't the first one it was definitely the second one and uh you know it just kind of snowballed you know and like i don't know we probably it's hard to like count how many songs we made to be honest like many 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 for sure i mean it's got to be like albums i think at this point uh since like yeah you know um and they're all homegrown i appreciate you walking us through that because like the bad wolf brand it sort of reminds me so much of like all the Wu-Tang affiliates and now I'm like all right I, I get a little bigger picture because every time I see green light content I'm like who is this who is that y'all yeah. on some grimy hip-hop shit y'all some joyful hip-hop shit so it's just my head's all over the place but I'm just loving it uh, no matter what y'all do yeah it is kind of funny how it works out like if we wanted <laughs> if we get like a, kind of a group like that you know but I don't know Kamani what's what's your thoughts on on that end yeah, I mean, like the group, just all the elements of just kind of, you know, come in and come into different different spaces, and I think everyone kind of feeds off of each other. Definitely, yeah. Uh, it's like you you think about you know the whole bad wolf the whole bad wolf situation. You think about it, it's almost like activating another weapon, pretty much. You know the green light collab. The way I look at it, it's like um, you know you go back to like the way you guys do stuff. Even even the Cobras, man, the Cobra song. You think about the Casa Cobras. It's like uh, everything on that track. It's it's kind of vicious, man. The way the way you guys flow and the way you guys come in, it's almost like the Swordsman. So you want to talk about the Wu Tang sound or whatever, basically a little bit. That whole like when you guys drop on the track, it's like the track is ending pretty quick because you guys are coming in, you're doing, you're detonating, you're getting out of there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I look at you guys like the Navy Seals on the record, pretty much the way the way you, when you hear that sound come in. All right, the crew is coming in. It's like uh, Pulp Fish. You remember Harvey Cartel was the cleanup guy? He yeah. showed up after everybody was in there. You guys clean. You guys show up at the garbage bags, get rid of the bodies, and keep it moving. Pretty much, that's the way I look at Bad Wolf. And, uh, I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge. The sound is sweet. <laughs> yeah, the sound is sweet, man. But you know, it's the voice, it's the way you guys play on words, and the way you project your voice, man. That's what makes everything really nice. You know, sometimes. Every MC, some MCs can't control their cadence. You guys control, you control the cadence is really nice. Mm, that's awesome. Um, thank you. I think, uh, what I, you know, was with Bad Wolf, like the initial uh, premise was to always work with the same producer. So like all our oh. records are different producers and they wouldn't like switch up really. Um, and I think we've pretty much stayed true to that sort of like yeah. structure, on, right? Yeah, on the last Solomon, the two with last two with Solomon, I think we had maybe one or two features, producer features. Mm-hmm. But it's all him other way. 
Yeah, I don't know how far you got in like the discog and or whatever, but like when we first started, it was like one producer, two rappers, you know, kind of kind of keep it true, like two MCs and a DJ type vibe, especially when we would play out, you know. Um, and yeah, it's it's cool to, to look back on it and be like, wow, man, we really did a lot of that, you know. <laughs> and yeah, and now that like green lights is like moving and like doing a lot of shows and just kind of like incorporating more records, like fitting in bad wolf to that is just like double the pleasure, you know, <laughs> straight up. Uh, I I agree. I agree. That, that's the, that's the first thing I picked up because, you know, you think about all the personalities, you know, you write Bob rock and you throw you guys on that. You're like, man, this is like, it's like it's almost like you're overloaded, but you're sitting there, you're happy because you get you just going between these different styles, man. But all the styles, every you guys make, you know, you guys webs is, you know, Bob steps on, then you step, you guys step on, and you guys go to another level. There, you guys are like basically leveling up the whole entire track, which is pretty cool. And I said, with some MCs don't make other MCs better, but you guys make each other better, and it keeps getting harder at that point. Man, yeah, and wait till you hear the the Bob Rock and Bad Wolf collaboration. <laughs> I think we might call it Bob. Uh, I don't know, but Bob Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> he said like a, like a, like a promo of you guys basically taking him into the Wolf's Den, pretty much. And Bob <laughs> coming out, he's got like the he's got he's got he's like the Wolf's clothing and everything on. Man, it'd be pretty sweet. It could be. I mean, I think I think uh, initially. You know how like world building Bob is, right? Like he kind of has these concepts, right? So the initial one was like, he was like, it was like a narrative, you know, like he was a cop and he was Bob Wolf, the cop. And then there was like this whole like, like novella, you know, it was kind of like, um, like a noir, like film, if you will, you know, it, so we're, we're kind of in the middle of that. We haven't like met in a, in a minute to like work on that, but it's in, it's in the pipeline for sure. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, that'd be sweet. And then perform that live, man. With that per you guys got pretty. You guys got really good stage presence. So it's one of those things where you know you watch a lot of the green light videos, watch a lot of you guys performing. Performances are nice. That's where you guys really just man take it to that different level. You guys love the crowd. The crowd loves you guys, which is a good thing yeah. to see. Right. Yeah, uh, we we're playing with a band. It's like it it takes it to another level, you know. Um, I think you know that's a very like simple way to put it, but like there is something to say about being on stage with like live musicians, you know. Um, it's just a different kind of energy. Whereas <clears throat> with a beat, you know, rapping over a beat is also like amazing, and it yeah. it you know, it's just like a different type of approach. So it's, yeah. it's fun because bad wolf can do the beat. We do more like beats, beat heavy sets. Um, we mentioned we had a show last week with, and Andres has been running our sound for the past couple of sets. Um, uh, RP. So he's, it's all beats, you know, and it's just like a different vibe. Um, but then we're going to play a show with green lights later in the, in the month. And that'll be, a live band with willow wells you know and it's going to be like much more like organic and warm um 
So we we kind of get money, and I get uh, kind of like a best of both worlds in that in that way, wouldn't you say, my man? Definitely, <clears throat> definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's uh, you know, you get those two different feels from beats and and from the live instrumentation. It's a different feel, but uh, both are like you know, feel good. I, I can see that. I mean, the the band, man, you know, one thing one thing about hip-hop, you think about the MC concept and the DJ, when you put the band behind it, it, it just makes people go crazy pretty much. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, recently it was, uh, I think I think more and more artists are starting to do the live band thing, you know, which, which makes, you know, it, it brings the musicians back to the stage, but at the same time, the MC really shines in that situation because, there's some things you can't reproduce with a live band that you do in the studio, but yeah, you guys, you guys on that level, you know, whenever I listen to everything that you guys do live, I'm sitting there like, man, that sounds nice. You know, um, cause the musicians are crushing it and it makes you guys go, man, I got to kill this right now. I got somebody playing their heart out right now. Let me go ahead and just do this, do, do some, uh, do some justice to this track at this point. Right. Like, I think I'm going to ask you, um, one of the songs I, I, I found out there, there's a there's a song out there, Confessions. Is that you guys as well? That Confessions track. Uh, uh which record was that on? Uh, it's like it's like it's like it's about five years ago. It's like it's uh it's Bad Wolf Confessions. Uh, the track like it looks like like a noir like scene like two guys wearing hats or whatever. Is a video out there? Have you seen that? Mm. I don't know if I have. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because there's a lot of people. Out, there's some people out there. What I started to see, like with you guys' style, you start seeing other groups, other you know, other people trying to get that bad wolf sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called confessions. I'll send it to you guys. I'll send it to you guys. It's interesting because you sit there and you go, "No, nah, this is twenty. This is like about five years ago, but it sounds different. But the flow, the flow is almost there. You know what I mean? You listen to voices and everything." I mean, interesting, interesting, because there's a lot of stuff out there, like, you know, like, like, you know, Casa Cobra, I've heard that out there, and then I started looking for more, you know, like, going to those people, I started looking for more Bad Wolf, so I find the track, and I started looking, and I started seeing stuff, and I'm like, no, nah, that's probably somebody else, but the thing is, you know, it, it fits the Bad Wolf moniker almost, so I've seen the track. Yeah, I see where you're looking at, I see where you're looking at, um, yeah so a key, interesting, right? a key it is interesting so I, I will just say this is not us this is mm-hmm. uh this is bad wolf with one f we are bad wolf with two f's right and if you i could send you like a more recent video we did um hold on It made me wonder. It made me wonder who else, who else are you guys inspired out there? Because you know that does happen. That's the highest form of flattery in hip hop. Is you start seeing yeah. other groups that sound like you and stuff. You're like, what is this? You know, it's like you know, like even with my kid, I try to encourage her to go on like Spotify and stuff. And now we're doing this new thing. We're finding new artists, you know, oh. on, on Spotify and stuff. Because it's it's not like it used to be back in the day where to hear a new artist, you had to. Go go to the record shop, you had to go buy the CD, get the mixtape. Today now, you can play Russian Roulette with Spotify and somebody pops up. You guys, uh, Greenlight and Bad Wolf pops up on Spotify due to what I've started to listen to lately. 
So you guys are starting to get, you guys are deep in my playlist now, which is, which is pretty incredible. There you go. I sent, I sent you one called Spaghetti Western. See if you, see if you like that one. Um, I don't know. What, what it makes me think of inspirations, you know, like what you're, what you're talking about. Um, I know with, with Bad Wolf, we've always kind of had this like, um, kind of like you were talking about like the, like a darker angle to things. I mean, we definitely have like lighter songs too, but like, there is like sort of a noir vibe to a lot of our writing, I think it's sort of abstract too. So um, I'm thinking about artists that have inspired that. And um, one of the ones for me is, is definitely like not even hip hop related is it's called a Portishead. If you're, if you're aware. Yeah. So like a lot of like the trip hop kind of stuff, like that was like a big like influence in me when I was first like, getting into writing like back in high school. So um, to have that kind of translated through up and even till now, you know, years later, it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of probably the vibe that I'll always have, you know, <laughs> in one way or another, you know? I mean, when you write, I mean, what, I mean, what would you guys, I mean, when you guys write, is this more, you guys writing independently, getting together, or are you guys writing together in the studio? I mean, what's that creative? What's that creative like scene like for you? You want you want to add to that? Come on. Yeah. Well, we kind of uh, we do a mixture of those things. So, like, we'll um, be like uh, recording stuff and then uh, be sitting there listening to the beat and writing on the spot. Um, and then sometimes we'll like uh, have like a shared Google Doc and like put in a little put in bars here, bars there, and then, you know, it becomes a song. Yeah. We've done it a, a little bit of both ways. Like you said, um, I think in terms of like, you know, like a, a lot of times you think of like when you write a song, like you're going to be doing it from scratch in the same room, uh, you know, with the producer, record it right then and there. And I don't know how often we've really done that. We kind of patchwork a lot of the things, but when we end up getting to record, then it's sort of like the process where you kind of like tinker with it and like make things fit together. Right, right, right. Cause yeah, cause you know, uh, funny you mentioned that's kind of, you know, I was leading into pot brownies cause pot brownies got that, has that vibe pretty much. That video is sweet by the way. That's one of the that's one of the ones that I had that on repeat a little bit at the initiative that we met Bob Rock. You know, I was like, what is this? So I stumbled on Pipe Brownies and I was gonna ask about them and Bob was on the show because you know we had you know we had Andres on the show and everything. I'm like, that's a pretty sweet concept. The way you guys kinda like, you know, at the end of the video start showing the photos of the past, start showing your history and everything. That's sweet. Yeah, shout out to Ogun. He's uh the videographer, the guy who made that video. Um, he's, he's like influential. He's got a ton of videos for all types of people, but, uh, that's a dude you knew from back in Champagne, right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, we went to school together, ended up doing some music. We had a, a group way back in the day called the justice league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
that was a, a beautiful day because I think when we shot it, it was like the fall, but it ended up being like sunny and like warm out. And like, we were like, okay, we got to ride our bikes up there to the lake, you know, and all that. And it was just like, you know, it's just like one of those days where everything kind of works out for you. And it's just like beautiful how it just kind of links up and we're able to get a really beautiful video out of it. Um, that's honestly probably my favorite video too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The edits are awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're right. The city was alive that day. Everything was flowing well. That video was that like a, that was a one day shoot, right? That video. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys nailed, he, he nailed that. Cause I would say, yeah, you could tell that, the way it flowed, it, it was put together really well. The, the creative vision, visuals in that one, and just showing off, you know, like a lot of art and a lot of Chicago artists, when we show off the city, it's incredible. You guys showed, every artist showed the city in a light that, you know, you look at it different and go, man, I got to drive by there when I get a moment. You guys definitely get that wow factor. I mean, Chicago is beautiful when you capture it the right way. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love, I mean, I'm, I'm from here. I, I love being from here and like representing and it, you know, a lot of our records for bad wolf records, like the West of Western record, like that, that's of West of Western, right? Like when we get commodity used to live together West of Western in humble park. And it was like, I think that just kind of was the foundation for that record in, in some ways, you know, taking the bus a lot, living off right off of like division, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's just cool how like your everyday scenarios kind of feed into like our writing you know i think that's why we we bonded initially uh kamani and i was because we kind of have like similar approaches to writing it was like more of like a an abstraction more of a more like leaning towards like the poetics of, of the of rapping and um and like really like key details and like imagery and like really painting pictures with stuff and like I don't know, just like the idea of it being West of Western. I don't know, it's such a, it's like a vibe around that. So Chicago's it, through and through is is all about, is in Bad Wolf, you know? Wouldn't be no Bad Wolf if, if we were in a different city, you know? <laughs> I dig that. You, I wanted to... Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to go... No, I was going to say I wanted to go back to what something you said earlier, because we had a guest on the show that was... Uh, the Chicago hip hop head and he actually moved out west and he had a love for like Wu Tang and other all that types of stuff. He actually wound up like working in like T V and media. But there's this joke that he said on the podcast. I was like, Hey man, wasn't there a time you were trying to get your uh uh you and your lady trying to set the mood right? And she's like, Yeah, like stop playing Wu Tang when we when we're doing our thing and he's like, Oh, what what do you want to hear? And then She's like, I want to hear R&B. What do you think I want to hear? So then he's like, all right, I got something for you, bet. So he started playing Portishead for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This ain't what I had in mind. (laughs) She's like, what, the the vibe ain't right? She's like, the vibe vibe ain't hitting for you? No. Well, Portishead is dope, though, real talk, though. Yeah. Like, no, put on that 36 Chambers. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like you, you, you're tapping into something in my brain too, because like um, I'm obviously a Wu head. Um, I'm not sure if my 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 ugly sweater gave it away, but like, like you know, like the garbage sound and like the um, 
who's that one group that did that collab with uh big boy Sanagram. like that that type of sound too like i always always kind of vibe vibe off those type of uh things you know because it's kind of like even when like folks ain't rapping it's just sometimes it's got the hip-hop vibe you know right behind it mm-hmm. that was a that i love that record uh that that collaboration the big boy and fanagram that was dope um i feel like that's like a very distinct sound for like when that came out you know like that that band like that sound that fanagram sound i don't know how else to describe it it was just like it was like heavy, you know, there's like a, like a lot of the instruments, I guess, just like really like guitar, right? Like I think that dude was like a big guitar head, right? Like he had like all types of pedals and stuff. And um, obviously that girl could sing though. I forget her name, but she was crazy, crazy singer. Yeah. Yeah. I think her name's Sarah, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's been a while. I actually saw Big Grants perform a lot of people like a minute ago, but it just kind of hurts my soul that, you know, that's the best multiverse version we'll get of Outcast because, you know, Three Stacks is not dropping any rock collab anytime soon <laughs> with his, you know, with his, food al- with his food album. But, you know, I don't want to judge any any hip-hop adult that kind of, like, you know, gets old and kind of, like, chooses their own path because I guess, I guess you just don't need to rap to, you know, to live and, live and breathe the hip-hop spirit, basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, what was uh my friend uh, Constantine was talking about like how much hype that that record was getting out uh, of the the three stacks one, um, the flute album, and I already saw like Lupe Fiasco put a put a quick like, mm-hmm. make, and I'm like, oh my god, like it, he I got mean, criticized for that, which is crazy. But people are like, why did he touch it? But it needs to be touched. The best way I put it, I mean, I, I wouldn't see other people take it and do their thing with it. You know, Andre, you know, he said like, Hey, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so the memes going around there and that like, if I send this, that mean, I'm done talking to you. So it, he's become like a, a meme in his own right right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if someone said it perfectly about what, what he, his retort about like what he wanted to rap, but he like, what am I going to rap about it? Getting like a colonoscopy, you know, it's like, Someone, someone was like, "Yo, top rock would do that shit, like without a doubt." Like, you, you know, it's just like, I guess to each his own. But I don't know, man. Like, I guess we all evolve. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, against what he's doing. But I would love to hear a verse from him for sure. I mean, he can rap about colonoscopy. I mean, think about it. we rap about everything else. You. Know? Oh, that that would make it intriguing. You know, some people might need that might be a wake up call for somebody. Go get checked out. Andre two thousand said, "Go get go get your colon checked." Yes. I mean, it'll work. I mean, you think about hip hop ain't went there yet, but somebody's gonna take it there. He could be the one. Good man. I'm I'm almost positive Bob Rock has mentioned something about a colonoscopy on his bars. I'm willing. I'm willing to, yeah, say that. <laughs> you found out Bob is the inspiration man the flute album. That'd be that. Be like no. Bob, yeah, Bob. No, but... <laughs> he's a wild child, man. But no, I, I really appreciate you peeling back the layer because um, I remember when RP hit me up with both of your info, and then when I first got his message about ba- um, Bad Wolf, right? You said Bad Wolf with two F? 
Yeah. I was like, okay. And then and then he dropped the other two names. I'm like, all right. So then again, like I seen the names on some of the Green Lights albums and um again, like when I just see the Green Lights brand for me, it just kind of like is like the overarching brand. But um um to kind of go on a side tangent, like one of your recent collaborators, Doc Watson, like I've done some projects with him under the Daywalkers brand. But, and there's like some daywalkers like crews out there on these streets. So like whenever I'm trying to like search up our stuff on Spotify or Amazon Music, I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't us. Like we spell it the same exact way. What what's going on, algorithm? Why are you trying to lump us together? <laughs> yeah, man. Even just looking up on Bandcamp, there's like a million bad wolves or like riffs, like it, you know. Um, so I think that's why we were like, let's add an extra, act, you know, and like. Uh, for our Instagram handle, you know, it's it's actually Wad Bolt. Uh, we switched the B and the W, you know, because it's like it's hard out here, man. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's there's there's it's it's a it's a deep discog, you know, and it's you know it's all independent too. So it's uh, a lot of our sort of like the ways we approach it, you know, it all kind of shifts and moves a little bit as, as, as the time goes. Mm -hmm. I understood. I mean, like, yeah, it is, it is a lot of like going on out there, you know, like I, I sent no sage, uh, uh, I sent you that, uh, that young thug with him just doing ad libs. And I was like, I was laughing about it. You know, like, you know, thuggers going through that whole court case in Atlanta. The Rico and everything, they got an ad lib out there where he's just screaming in the background, and everybody, you know, somebody writes me, "How's this hip hop?" I'm like, "Well, when you put the layers and everything on top of it, it becomes a record at that point." But you imagine, like, you know, when you're a kid, you make like weird sounds walking through the house, and your mom or somebody looks at you like, "Stop it!" This guy did this like for a whole entire track, <laughs> and almost won a Grammy for it. I'm like, "Wow!" I mean, it just shows you like. Man, the, the the special I guess the special children of hip hop, the Bobs and stuff of the world, they have this unique style. Like you got, you, like I said, you guys are like you know the, you know the wolf from uh, Pole Fishing, and Bob would be more like you know you taking a mystery John Travolta before he it saved Uma Thurman's life, <laughs> and you put it together and it, make, and it makes one it makes one nice collaboration at that point. Yeah, uh, you make me watch Pulp Fiction now. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you know, I watched it the other night, and that's what been. I was getting ready for this show. I was watching, I was watching your videos and stuff like that, and I was like, "Hmm, The Wolf." <laughs> so that was that'd be a cool concept. You guys reenact that with Bob as being like, you know, the cleanup man. You guys show up, and, you know, show up and clean up the house, man. It'd be incredible. Clean up MCs. <laughs> Honestly pretty cool i think that's like that's worth to explore for sure mm -hmm. uh because you know in this day and age anything's a sample so you can definitely like pick and choose some harvey Keitel quotes so <laughs> so <laughs> say a word again i know you kind of left the subject but like is is there a separate project with with you and bob or is that just like separate tracks or is there like um Something to eat there, because I know that he Bob like dropped uh, his own solo um, project not long ago, right? Yeah, um, come on, do you want to touch on that? <clears throat> uh, yeah, 
Yeah, so Bob just dropped um, an, an album called uh, Memory Lane, and yeah, and uh, it's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, as far as like we're doing a collab with him as Bob Wolf, we've kind of laid that's the, what you were talking about, right? We kind of laid the foundation of it, and done some like concepts. So we just had to like wrangle them songs into it. Love that. I dig it. Cause like when we had um RP and Bob on first, Bob was like teasing that solo project. And we we had him on the podcast like a while ago. So I was like, when is it actually gonna drop? But um lo and behold, like, you know, it just happened kinda not long ago as we're having this conversation right now. So well Wendy I'll project the uh the Bob Wolf um collaboration to kind of kick off. Mm. <laughs> Good question. It's ongoing. I don't know when it's going it to be complete. It up, but it it's, up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the oven. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, we, yeah. Bob actually, like, Bob kind of blessed it because he, we, he had us over and then we just kind of went through like, a, like folders of beats with him and just kind of been like, yup, nope, yup. And just kind of like catalog, like what we were all feeling what we were kind of like on the fence about and then like ones that we were like, okay, it's for a different thing. And then um, kind of just, that was the process and just kind of whittled it down. And I don't know, we probably landed about 20 tracks. And, and um, from there, you know, probably be like half of that at, at the, at the most. And then uh, we did a couple, couple writing sessions with that. Um, so I would say it's about maybe close to a quarter finished or so, but it definitely got to tighten some, tighten some, some screws and whatnot. Um, but that's going to be fun. I'm going to, re- I'm really looking forward to that. Cause we've, we've performed um, from Bob's uh, record called press start um, this track called too hot. We've been playing that live probably since that album dropped like two years ago. Um, we just played it last week, actually, at Liars Club. And it's just like a really fun song where all three of us get verses on it. There's a nice hook that Bob has for it because um, it, it's his project. But um, that, that, I think, kind of is like the springboard for us. You know, like the fact that we can like consistently do this one track and it's like, okay, you know, let's just keep building on this, you know? Hey, I was just peeping that uh, Spaghetti Western video that you, you were sending, and um, I don't know if that's why Novak's been bringing up Quentin with his Spaghetti Western genre. What? Y- y'all got some horses on the ranch and whatnot? Like, what what, what, what happened there? Y'all, y'all guerrilla filmmaking, or you got uh, permission? Y'all got a farm, a ranch in the back, like with Yeezus or something? <laughs> yeah, we went out to Wyoming for that one. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, uh, my wife, my wife, her mother has a horse, like straight up. No, like not even joking. It's a straight up horse named deal. And that's the one that, um, Kamani is actually with. And then I'm with this other horse named Rembrandt and it's at this barn out in, uh, Barrington. I don't know. We drove out there super early. My buddy Matt was the photographer, and uh, we got permission, of course. And her mom was with us. <laughs> it was really, 
<laughs> like we were out there really early on. I'm I almost Kamani almost slept through it. Like I was outside picking him up at like 6 30 a.m. I thought how many times I call you, man. You were like knocked out. Yeah, it was yeah, there was some like I went to a show, but then when I got home, there's like our neighbors were uh having a party, so I didn't get to sleep till like four or something in the morning. And then you were out there like at, at nine, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like half sleep. Yeah, I was afraid I was gonna have to do your parts, bro. <laughs> but no, we went I out there, back there and uh that we did that probably in about like four or five hours. And um we were just fucking around out in the woods, just running around <laughs> like <laughs> I'm proud of that one because it is kind of more cinematic, you know, and it's like a kind of a lower tempo song. So super storyteller, you know, that one's, that one's fun. I like that one. Love that. I love that you out in Candy in these barn streets, man. Like real talk, my cubemate actually co-owns a horse and she like legit takes off a work early from time to time to kind of like feed the horse and walk the horse and whatever. Um, like it's a, a joint custody type thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think it like the horse used to be like some, like some sea biscuit racer or whatever. I forget. It had some crazy name like War Horse or Battle Axe or something crazy. But now it's kind of like retired and they're all just kind of like you know, minding it at this point. But right. um, yo, like did y'all ever watch the the Barbie movie earlier this year? Yeah, I saw it. I'm taking y'all. Uh, I'm taking y'all on a separate tangent. So, like, I, I started y'all on that video earlier this year, and yeah, I, I brought this up to Novak probably on another episode. But like, there's so many crazy layers about the man character, um, Gosling, right? And then, mm-hmm. at, lo and behold, like, like the theme of horses kind of takes over the movie pretty quickly from his point character's point of point of view. And I'm like, am I questioning my manhood? Because I don't know if I've ever have been that barbaric to kind of like gravitate towards a horse. Yeah. And then one of my respected um, hip hop, um, Iowa Rockwell that I went to high school with, lo and behold, his album dropped like maybe weeks later after I saw the Barbie movie. And there's like three horses on the cover of the album. Like, all right, great. I, I need to, I need to know what's up with this now. I need to give me a cowboy hat. Yeah. It's a Westerns are having a moment, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you said Iowa Rockwell, right? Yeah, so me and Iowa, um, we went to high school with each other, and it's just been a blessing to be in a space whenever. And um, a little Easter egg, I'm not sure if y'all knew, when I when I hit RP and Bob with a, with a beat, I was like, hey, can y'all do a collab with me? It was an Iowa Rockwell beat. So um, they they did a little, like, mini uh, single with me. I think the track was called uh, Third Eye Visions. But yeah, Iowa, yeah, he's, he's, he's out here, man. He's, he's doing a lot of things. Yes, I love his art. Uh, and I've heard that track. I know that track too. That's a, that's a banger, man. It's that's a fun song. Yeah, the, chem- yeah. the chemistry of the horses, though, is interesting to me. The horses were so subdued. You guys give them something, and where they, uh, I mean, they were they were vibing out with y'all. I'm, I'm watching the video. I'm like, the horses are yeah, so like right now. y'all had like a quick training session. Y'all must be like some um, horse whisperers in a past life or something, because y'all weren't like phase or nothing. Nah, I mean, definitely a little terrified on the inside for sure. But uh, 
I, cause I've never really been around horses like that. And like, uh, you know, my mother-in-law's like right off camera. She's kind of just giving us little tips and just, I think we we're feeding them apples and they were just very, they were just down. They were down for the they loved apples. Yeah, exactly. They loved apples. My coworker would definitely snatch a bunch of apples from work and bring it. Yep. Yeah. That's like the next phase of like pet ownership. I think, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That's 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 definitely next level. You can't get a Rockwaller to be that patient. <laughs> I'm watching them just like the horses. I'm just I'm just waiting for when the horses just drop bars in that video. I'm like the horse started talking. I'm like I'm done. <laughs> the one thing we regret not doing is getting on the horse in the video. Uh, so we were like my friend Matt who who shot it was like next time we got to get on the horses, man. And like we were like uh, I don't know, bro. It like, hurts, hey, man. If you ain't got the right pants on the right jeans, man, that hair, man, from the horses goes right through the saddle sometimes. Yeah. So you've ridden a horse. You oh, know? yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was terrified, man. When you didn't even you're, hesitate. Didn't hesitate. That's terrified, man. When you're on a horse for the first time, you know, you think about, you know, you're, you're Chicago and the West Side. Or so the first time I got on the horse, I was up in Milwaukee. And I'm on this horse, and they're like, we're going to cross the stream. And I got out there, the water's flowing, everything. I'm like, this, I'm like, this ain't the nature I want. And then the horse decided to, like, basically, I want to say buckle a bit, but he started chopping up a little bit on the rocks. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, go straight across the water. You know, do nothing special. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, do not hit the horse. I'm like, I'm not going to hit the horse. Do not take, you got the little leather thing that you basically use to speed him up and everything. Like, yeah. you hit the horse, he's going to throw you into the water. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be real gentle with the horse. I'm like coaching him. Get me across the lake. Get me across the stream. I got across. I got off the horse. Not the rest of the way we walked, just like you guys in radio. We walked back to camp. I'm good right now. <laughs> no back. Got the courage. Bro, man, you're pretty tall, man. You probably just hopped on that thing on your tippy toes, man. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's not. It's easy getting on them. It's hard getting off. Because you try to get off a horse, man, it keeps moving. <laughs> or you try. They always try to eat, man. The horses are like people, man. They're always hungry, man. <laughs> Without the munchies, pretty much. <laughs> Drink snacks. Yes, sir. <laughs> were, were you were you scared or you were you were good? You were cool. Cool. Nah, nah, definitely was uh, had some fear. Those horses are huge too. <laughs> you don't know until you're right up on them how big they really are. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they. When you look at the muscle and the leg size and everything, you're like, man, this thing could kill me. <laughs> That's the first thought. Like, what do I do have to fight the horse? Who's gonna win this fight? Probably the horse. <laughs> definitely the horse. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get on the wrong end of that that like back kick too. You know that was like the constant thing I was thinking about was just getting like drop kicked. You know, just like <laughs> out of nowhere. I was like, "This is it. This is the end." And it and it's gonna be on video. It's gonna be awful. <laughs> nah, you gotta keep flowing. If he if he kicks you, if he bucks you, what you do is make it like it was meant to happen and just keep flowing, man. <laughs> Part of the video. <laughs> That's what it be. That's where the beat changed. <laughs> it's all part of the show. It's all yeah. part of the show. That's what we Wasn't there a part? I, I actually saw Nope super late. I probably saw it last month. Wasn't there a part 
of horses in there. I know there's like so much going on in that movie. But <laughs> yeah, that's what, wasn't there a character who like know. escaped on a horse or something like that? I know there's a motorcycle, but yeah. That's a lot going on in Nope. Remember Yo, the horse? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I saw Nope and I fell asleep on it in the theater and I woke up and the horse is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary movie to wake up to, man. That's 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 creepy. I'm still trying to figure out what was killing people in Nope. I'm still I'm mad. I'm still trying to figure it out. I refuse to go back and rewatch Nope, but at the same cool. time, it's out there. <laughs> It wasn't it like a monster or whatever in the cloud? It was like hanging out in the cloud, right? I'm I only saw it one time, but now I'm like remembering like, yo, there was something going yes. on. Yes. Yeah, it definitely sticks with you. I, I don't think you're meant to like grab onto one thing, but now that I remember it, it's sort of like he was a horse trainer and his dad was a horse trainer, right? Mm-hmm. The main um yeah um character, I forget the actor's name, he's super dope and everything he does but i guess yeah. just trying to tap into like since he knows how to like train stuff he can he was able to train that alien in the clouds basically or was it really an alien that's what i think like you know and inside his inside you know man jordan pills world that might not have been the alien that might have been that might have been taxes of death i don't know which one it was i mean because jordan pill is different man <laughs> yeah lots of layers that makes me want to go back to that actually Yo, man, yeah, I've been wanting to watch it again because, like, I'm I'm definitely hip hop head, but Novak knows I'm a film fan first, and I think, I think I'm like over, like overseeing a lot of that movie and overinterpreting it. But I think there's a piece of it where it's like he's common, he's putting some commentary on when he was like doing the Jordan Peele show, right? Mm-hmm. The Key and Peele show, mm-hmm. and I felt like that Asian character in there when he had his little side show with the monkey, I felt like he was in some commentary about like, you know, I'm done with that monkey show. Now I'm on to like mm-hmm. this more cinematic masterpiece parts with part of me. Right. But he's also serving this movie on a cinematic platter for these fools that are like praising it. Like he's the next best guy, um, John Carpenter. And he admittedly says like, you know, Hey, I know John Carpenter, like John Carpenter is dope, but I'm going to still give you whatever you want. Cause you're going to keep watching it. Right. So there's so many layers of appeal. Like I don't know, or Jordan Ryder, Jordan Peele. Like I don't know what to what to take it as. Well, you know, if, if you ever do another Western, you do it, or you do like a follow part two. You bring the monster from Nope into it, and, <laughs> and you know, man. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of visuals you can play on because, like. Um, yeah, the horses were the, the horses were the star of that movie. Actually, you think about it, the fact the horses yeah. doing everything, <laughs> and and Daniel Kaluuya was just basically you know uh, you know Kaluuya was Daniel Kaluuya was just chilling in the movie, but uh, yeah, Keith David died in the first five minutes. I was like, wow. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh man, I mean that's definitely if we if we were to do it again, yeah, we'd have to get pretty creative with the with the clouds. Um, mm-hmm little uh, nod to Jordan Peele, maybe, but I don't know. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> what if Bob appears in the clouds? Maybe that's what's, what it is in the clouds. Yeah. Just Bob, bro. <laughs> I don't that know. Work. You guys trying to tame Bob in the clouds, trying to bring him out the clouds. And he's, oh, man, that, that'd be awesome. It's just a, it's it's just Bob. That's just Bob Rock. 
man, that could definitely work. But yeah, you got me wanting to go back and watch that movie. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not like us, not us, man. There's so much hip hop plays on us if you think about. Really, bro? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that one, man. I only saw Get Out and Nope. I I gotta check out us. Yeah, us could be just bad MCs versus good MCs if you think about it. You kidnap an MC you don't like, and then you you put his clone back on Earth. That's what us. (laughs) Like a doppelganger, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but like from a different planet and. And yeah, I'm trying to remember us too, because that was that one was like much I feel like that was more scary. Like that was like a lot more dark and like I don't know, just like this other side of uh the the pendulum, you know, and just you know, like the the evil spirits that, that were in there. That was that movie is also really good. Yeah. Did you see that one, Kamani? You saw us, I know you did. Oh yeah, I've seen all those, all the pill movies. Yeah, he, uh, he, he haven't missed yet. No, what I'm not think, sure if y'all caught this. What about Keanu? Um... Oh yeah, did did he direct that? Oh, one? Hmm. I've never seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, always about animal man. Keanu was the cat. <laughs> oh man, him and um. You know, you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan Peele pretty much, and, and, and Keanu, and him, and him, and Keegan Michael, man, they were just on something else in that movie. All this is about a cat, man, that they had to have as a pet. <laughs> yeah, oh. he's got to think for pets, <laughs> animals, little critters. Yeah, yeah, I think that was sort of at the height of the peak of their powers in the the Keegan Peele show because um. Jordan didn't direct that one, but um, he, I'm not sure if y'all saw this announcement, like there is this uh, 90s um, decent, sort of semi-scary movie called People Under the Stairs. I guess he got tapped to um, to do a remake of that one. Whoa. I'm not sure if y'all ever saw that in the 90s. Well, he remade Candyman back here in Chicago again. Oh, I, I think, yeah, that was dope, actually. That was, um, I think he produced that one. But yeah. I like the vibe of that one. The, the actor in that who played Candyman was pretty good. That was great. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I think that's such a like iconic like Chicago story too, you know, and the fact that it got like kind of a refresh, and even the opening scene, you know, how they had like the city flipped or something. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was just it was just like a really cool perspective on just like. Because, you know, if you're shooting in Chicago, you're going to get the skyline, right? And the fact that they were able to find, like, a new way to shoot that is awesome. I love that. Like, constantly innovating on things that are, like, you know, classic and beautiful. And, like, but there's always, like, a new way to do it. Keep pushing it, you know? That's that's dope. Yeah, it was, like, surreal. He flipped the skyline like that. You're You're looking at it like, is that the skyline I'm looking at right now? Right. You can tell that yeah, his inspiration, I mean, waiting to see what he does next. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that's coming. Like, you know, you think about that. You think about Lovecraft Country, you know, basically, which uh, was on HBO. That was out there. It's like a beautiful show. You know, only got one season of it. Yeah. That was really amazing. That was a moment, man. Like, that was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, last time I felt like I had appointment, like, television, you know. It was like, I got I to gotta tune in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah that's that pandemic. That's that pandemic show, right? But it was it was hit with us during the pandemic, and then it went right away. Fever dream, man. Well, that whole time. crazy how that happened. Definitely. Yeah, I I definitely want to be respectful of your time because I know we had y'all on for an hour or so, but you definitely can chop it up more if y'all want. I'm I'm curious. I know you got a show with Green Lights coming up next month, but yeah, and obviously the Bob the Bob the Bob Wolf project. But are y'all gonna like do any shows as um as Bad Wolf like coming up or anything along those lines? Yeah, come on, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um... Yeah, we got a show coming up at this uh, event called Hippie Holidays uh, that go t- comes on at or is at Elastic Arts. Um, it's uh, December twenty second. Yeah, if Elastic Arts, wow. if you guys are, are you guys aware of that venue? Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's grown a lot. It's it's kind of like a jazz space, like a lot of jazz music, but. Um, we played there a few times now and it's, it's a fun time. It's, it's kind of like a community vibe. And, um, this dude named Kyle Razen is the host and he's kind of, he's, he's one of one, man. He's a unique cat and he's, uh, he's very, uh, kind of theatrical and has a lot of like moving parts to his show. So it's, it's cool to be a part of those, those shows with him. Um, yeah, so that, and it's a, it's called hippie holidays. So it's, it's always around this time of year. So, uh, the 22nd and that's in like Logan square. Diversity. Dig it, dig it. That's dope. So that, that's a bad wolf. And I know, I know any of y'all is separate ingredients, you know, like aloe on the ones and twos and, you know, Willow um, singing things and, you know, even Bob, obviously like. When y'all when y'all form like Voltron, like it's it's just super dope to be honest. But y'all y'all doing your own things, um, is is amazing as well. So like, did did both of y'all come up in Humble Park or um, um, how did that how did that work between you two? No, uh, I I grew up in Oak Park, and once I moved to the city uh, after college, um. I guess Humboldt Park was sort of the landing spot. Like that was kind of where rents were cheapest and like a lot of my friends were living. So it was just kind of like, this is, this is the place to be. And that was probably like around 2010 ish. And so um, that's sort of also when I met Kamani and we weren't living together at that time, but that's when we had met. And so a couple of years go by and that's, it kind of evolves that way. But uh, yeah. Bounced around. I, I lived in like Logan and like Irving Park. Um, I'm currently now like out in Southwest Side, like McKinley Park, Bridgeport area. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we were talking about the West Side. Like I work out out west, but yeah, Southwest, uh, which is cool. I like being out here. It's definitely more like residential. Uh, but there's a ton of like cool like creative people out this way too. So um, I'm I, I kind of want to bring like the green lights and the the Bob Wolf, uh, Bob Rock, Bad Wolf, like energy. I want to bring some of that those shows down here because there's a couple like DIY spaces down here that are kind of popping off. So it'd be cool to like have a show down here too. Yeah, it's, it's booming in that area right now. I know exactly. A lot of my a lot of my uh, kids' friends live in the McKinley Park, that Southwest. What are you talking about? 
Yeah. And, you know, everything off of Archer, you know, around that area, everything off of Halstead. Halstead got a lot of new spots up and down Halstead. If you drive down Halstead and you go toward, like, 31st over there by the Starbucks, almost Bridgeport, over there by uh, Big Kahuna. I don't know if you've ever seen Big Kahuna over there. So, <laughs> so Big Kahuna is like a, uh, like a uniform shop for kids over there. So all the kids go to Big Kahuna. I was over there two, three days ago. I went in there, and this one guy I know, he was like, yeah, having have the short Reggie's. And I'm like, okay, wow. This is like enlightenment. You're in somewhere and somebody's trying to get you back to Reggie's. You're over in Bridgeport. So that just shows you that Bridgeport's starting to like, man, get trendy hip hop. You know, everybody's getting the hip hop over there. Everybody's getting the shoes. Yeah. So the area's changing tremendously. There's an old theater that just got uh, renovated called Remova. It's like a that. sister theater to the music box that's up in, you know, whatever that is, Lincoln Park, or I don't know what, you know, but it's like a carbon copy of that same building. Right. And it was condemned for like 30, 40 years. And so it recently just like, I think it's going to open up like around new year's and it's going to be a venue. I think chance the rapper is uh, one of the investors in it. So yeah, to your point, like it's going to start, there's going to be a lot more attention on that Bridgeport, like the South Halstead space. So it'd be cool to kind of like be on the forefront of some of those early shows. And, you know, it's, it's always fun to play because we've played so many shows, but it's like, man, the new venues are, that are popping up. It's like, those, those are present our new opportunities to kind of like play for different parts of the city, you know? What's that venue that's over there in Chinatown, that new venue, that new, uh, that new spot, like, you know, you're driving down Surmac, there's like a theater over there. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but it's right. It's right down the street from um, Skylark. Mm-hmm. I can't remember though. But it, I've never been in there, but I've seen it. It looks pretty big. It looks like like a big like big artists go there, like national touring acts and stuff. Yeah, I drove through there one night, and you can hear it. You, you know, you know the venue nice when you can hear you can hear the drums. I I heard it like I drove by, and I'm like, wow, what are they getting there right now? The sound is incredible. <laughs> Actually, Kamani, do you remember we used to live together with uh, with Cam, who's also in Green Lights, uh, Appetite. I don't know. Have you did you guys talk to him before? He's uh, one of like Andres's RPs. Um, Longtime friends. They were in a band before. Uh, abstract Giants. Abstract Giants. Uh, oh, yeah, that venue is called Radius. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen I haven't recognized any performers yet, yet. But yeah, you can see the crowd out there. You can hear the music. I mean, that might be one of those hidden gems over there if you think about it. I mean, that's a nice spot to rock out, and they got ample parking around that space. That's mm-hmm. the only difference, like, you know, uh, in South Austin, you got so much land over there. You think about, like, if, if the right venue pops up, you got enough space to park everybody safely. It's like, you know, I live by every year they do Riot Fest in Douglas Park, and I lose every park on my block every year. Thrive, I just sit out there. I mean, I can hear everything from Douglas Park just by sitting outside. That's how nice it is. But Chicago's you, going that route. Weren't they giving you guys free tickets for the people that live around there? Mm-hmm. Did you go? You were I going. Did. Yeah, so. I did. Free tickets. 
one of my guys, you know, he's one of the people that helped bring Riot Fest to Douglas Park. So oh. it, it gets you backstage a little bit with certain artists. We had Wu there one year. It was it's pretty it's been pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And Chicago's becoming that walkable like music community right now, as opposed to what it used to be like where, you know, now you can walk to different festivals. I mean, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. You think in terms of like so many opportunities that just to uh, just to do business out there right now. Yeah. I mean, summer summer's gonna be it's gonna be another good summer, I think, this year. Because yeah, there's so many more so many more events coming this summer. I love it. Already already ready for summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I skip winter, man. <laughs> skip it. You <laughs> 50 degree days, man. It's like California Christmas out here. <laughs> uh, man, I'm scared, man. You get 65 in Chicago, that means I'm getting 20 inches, man. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That last winter, the my kids' sleds didn't come out. Not a lot, so I'm not sure when when we're gonna hit get hit hard. Dude, not sure if it's it. gonna be this one or the next one. You do it this year, man. Do it at do it at Soldier Field. Have you done the sled at Soldier Field? Man, it's nuts. No, I haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't done it. Yeah, like the one that's like that hill, like right by on the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That man. that's intense. It's a steep one, yeah. Kids falling off the hill, man. It's nuts, man. To see, to see like a, a eight year old fly off the hill. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a dope that'd be a dope video. Hey. Imagine flowing coming down the hill with the GoPro in front of you. <laughs> Yo, I got a GoPro uh last Christmas. Me and my wife split it, and it's honestly the coolest thing. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. tie it to to a sled. That's my goal this year. Nice. Uh, nice. Well, I will have to I'll I'll get back to you guys with some video on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Report back. For Report sure. back, hopefully concussionless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I, I didn't ask the um typical uh finger pointing uh interview question. So like both of your monikers, like where where do y'all get the um the homegrown? Is it is it from the coffee stuff, from the uh, the herbal stuff, well, what's happening over here? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I've always said it started out as like a herbal, you know, appreciation, uh, especially right, when, right. I've had it forever, right, since I was like in like louder than a bomb when I was in high school, you know. So <laughs> I would, I've always loved the idea of like just the imagery again of like growing words from the soil from where I'm at, you know. So nice. that's kind of it. it. There's not much more than that. And then your buddy here, Kamano, is that just the, the, the first letter dropped or how does that work? Oh, yeah. That was like from a uh, anime. And then it got like, oh. it's a much longer, it was a much longer name. It's just gotten shorter. And then, right. yeah. And then also go by uh, Spider-Face. What's the anime? Um, this was uh Legend of the Overfiend. It's like one of those yeah. like, really uh, twisted, twisted Yo, things. Mm-hmm. That so 
the name was originally Amano Jaku. That's kinky as hell, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my, my my dirty old uncle like shared me some footage that. I'm like, bro, what you sharing with me at a young age? Yeah. But it stays yeah, with you, bro. It stays with you. I can't unsee after. it. I can't see it. I gotta look this up. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, going incognito, baby. Go incognito if you're looking it up, please. Uh, don't forget about the, don't forget about the demon slayer reference in that situation. Now, to, 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 our, to hey, no say to our kids, they'd be demon slayer. Let's come on on that show as well. I thought it was, I thought it was from demon slayer. I'm like, I can't be demon slayer, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I do a lot of yeah, I do a lot of anime too, man. It's like you know, I grew up on Cowboy Bebop, Ninja Scroll. I grew up yeah, all yeah. The, all the evil classics, man. At that point, and then I got into uh, now I'm into Lupin the Third. I'm watching Lupin the Third episodes from like 1975. Now and I'm learning that that show is wild, man. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. man. He never gets caught, man. Every they they were they were doing BBLs back on Lupin the Third in the 70s. Wait, so you talking about like, is it a Lupin animated that's like sort of based on that same Netflix show that's out right now, basically? That live oh, action joint? Netflix is based on or that. The origins uh, of it? Uh, uh-huh. Lupin's been around since like 60, like the 60s, man. And I didn't realize it because, you know, you know, Speed Racer, Speed Racer got me into Lupin. So what happened is I watched old Speed Racer episodes, and you know, with Speed Racer, Racer X, man, you found out that's his brother and everything. When you're a kid, you're like, that's his brother. He never really did die. You know, so anime. Racer X. Anime, you think, <laughs> yeah, Racer X, man. Anime is like, um, you know, you think about how Wu-Tang got into like uh, all the Shaw Brother movies, right? So every Shaw Brother movie, like, you know, 36 Chambers and everything like that, you know, um, it, it, you know, animates the same way. If you think about that, the hip hop to a certain level, because like, you know, looping on uh, Netflix is pretty sweet. But it's inter- it's it's international by you know being a French being a French like TV show that one is. But you get into uh, the other looping the looping shows, man. All different characters, you know. You got you know he never gets caught. You know he's chasing some woman. It's one episode where he was just like, I gotta have her, and I'm watching it. It's like 1972, and I'm like, he gotta have her. I'm like, man, I'm like he on some some real daddy at that point, man. You know, <laughs> looping's like like daddy. <laughs> It's like Lupin's like Diddy without like like J Lopez at that point. If you think about it, I mean, but the shows are hilarious, man. And like you know, uh, we just finished up Attack on Titan, and my kid was like, "I hate Aaron." I was like, "Good night." <laughs> so, you know uh, that show, man. It, it, you know how it is. You watch a show for like three, four years, and they do the Dragon Ball situation to you, where they they give you a bit and piece every year, then they cliffhang it. Like, uh, like you know, they, you know, Attack on Titan. I was disappointed with the ending, but you know, I'm really looking forward to this new Dragon Ball series. We get the new Dragon Ball show just because, and that that's gonna be dope. But you know, if we get that back, maybe uh, rumors that Voltron might be coming back, Thundercats might be coming back. But I wanna, I want a hip hop, I want a hip hop um, version of Thundercats. That's what I want so bad. You imagine. You imagine the artist doing Thundercats, you know, right? You imagine what that soundtrack would be like. 
I think I think that would give Spider Man the Spider Verse run for his money. A Thundercats live action or anime? Oh my God! Today, yeah, you see a bunch of grown men and there were new kids just cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Thundercats try to make a another reboot or rehash or whatever it was like? It was two kids, man. The one for the, the one with the you know like the big face Trigon looking face. Um, <laughs> Thundercats. I never got to watch it though, right? Uh, they tried, man. They they both they almost did justice to Voltron. To me, Voltron. I was watching the Spray Voltron commercials again the other day. Those are some of the dopest damn commercials ever made. Mm. You're you know you ever see African Bambadas like the Black Lion? Oh man, that's crazy, man. You got coming rapping. You got coming rapping. Mac Tan's one of the lions, man. You know, uh, it's you know if you read you know. Sprite was on the stuff with that situation in terms of hip hop and you know and, and Voltron and the Rogue Beast. If they redid it today, I always wonder who would be the who would be the Lions right now if they did it today. It'd be a whole different vibe. I'm looking it up. Voltron hip hop commercial. No, Sprite, look those up. Yo, that was that was a moment. That definitely was a moment for sure. Those. It made Don Cartagena a household name at that point. When, when Fat Joe showed up in that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sprite had a handle on the hip-hop scene. Like, when they had, like, the, the hip-hop quotables on the cans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the anime stuff, like, I haven't really watched a lot of recent things, but, like, my, my, my head's spinning here because, like, hip-hop being sort of, like, the adult entertainment to a young listener, right? And it's kind of like, are are these kids really listening to this stuff? Like, it's sort of like anime too, right? Like, talk about like Ninja Scroll and like Gogo 13. Like, all that stuff mm-hmm. is so graphic, you know what I mean? It's like, those are the things that I remember. And it's so hip-hop, right? Because it's like, it's so braggadocious. It's so like action-oriented, but it's also like CAF <laughs> <laughs> too, you know? Yeah, go. You said Google thirteen. Google thirteen. Oh man, you took it back. That's up there. Uh, um, yeah, it's some it's some stuff, man. Like Cowboy Bebop. You know, the first time you meet Spike, and you'd be like, "Wow!" <laughs> it's like, I think I was like like ten or eleven years old, man. I got the Cowboy Bebop, man. It, it's crazy. Like my kid now is trying to discover this stuff, and you know, you write the hip hop hip hop reference, you know, there's so many artists that drop reference to Ninja Scroll, you know, turn it, you know, like um some of the dopest lines in some of the, some of those uh if you ever look for inspiration you write that night, watch anime. It's crazy because they're doing stuff in anime that's mind blowing at that point. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, you know, you think about that, you know, I've heard Chris yeah, Zelda reference Ghost in the Shell. Oh man. That was, yeah, I know better. Yeah. Uh, that's our side. Yeah, that's a dope concept. Touch your body fourteen times, your head explodes. <laughs> yeah, and that's some graphic stuff. Yo, I'm watching this Sprite commercial. I've never seen this before, but uh, it's wild to see like Big Pun as the Yellow Ranger or whatever. You know, like <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. crazy man. It gets even crazy when African Man Bada shows up. The Zulu Nation. This <laughs> is like, yeah, and you know. They rapping, they rapping like they rapping at a different cadence. And you got Mac Tan, like, you know, he rapped, you got the West Coast vibe, and all the lions basically are getting trashed at first and they form it then. 
Yeah, it, it's, it's it's dope. I mean, I I would, you know, I would pay to see like you know, man, if they if they bring a Thundercats, man, you imagine like if they if they didn't use main art, they say, hey, man, we want a bad Wolf Thundercats collaboration. That's the, that's where I want to see hip hop go in that situation. It's like, uh, hey, wish that into existence, please. Man, that'd be dope. You know, we can try it. We can try, it, Jay. I mean, it's. Hey, you know, we can take it to that level, man. But you get that going, like, because once upon a time, it was uh, the Neptunes wanted to do uh, Thundercats. This is Pharrell wanted to get that property. You imagine okay. what that would have sounded like, what he did with uh, Despicable Me and everything. You imagine what that sound of Thundercats would have been like. It probably would have been crazy. Push your T, probably, you know, <laughs> you got Panther with Push your T as the theme music or something, man. That'd be, it would have been interesting. I mean, he does write jingles, you know. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, I think Goody's in here too. I see Celia. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I did not know this. Yeah, Goody kicked it off. They had, yeah, you know, like like No said, said they had special hip hop cans around that point in time in, in, in history. I mean, it was like Spray came at the St. Eyes. You know, you had the, you had the whole St. Eyes commercials that was with uh, Dre, everybody and Snoop. Everybody's rapping about drinking a forty. And then they had to get rid of that, and Sprite came and cleaned it up. It's like, man, hip hop has done so much, and you know, it's the you know, it's history, it's the anniversary of hip hop, and everything. It's kind of like the reason why you know, you know, we do what we do at this point. I mean, this year has been pretty interesting, hip hop related. But yeah, that Sprite situation, it's incredible. If they redid it and they did it right, or just did it regionally based on you know Chicago artists or LA artists and stuff like that, it'd be it'd be ridiculous at this point. It's a good idea, like a local version, like if it was like Chicago, like what what would be the marketing, like what company or like what brand, like what's the Chicago brand? Like I'm, I'm, my mind immediately goes to like Malort, but it could be a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, or, or even that's, even that's nice to you guys. You think about a green light, light a green light version that you know it's very possible is that yeah. intellectual property. Yeah. Oh, I paid to see that video. <laughs> you got Bob out there wearing one of the one of the suits, man. That'd be crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of dope concepts out. There's a lot of dope possibilities out there. That's the way I look at stuff lately. It's like you know, why wait for somebody to do it at that point? If you got the idea and the vision, go to see what you can do to roll into it because they're not doing anything with the IP right now. You know, you might get a Voltron, another Voltron show, but the toys, but think about it today, the toys are worth so much today. The stuff we played with, these kids are going crazy about it. It's insane right now. Like, you know, G.I. Joe toys, you know, Transformers. I got a buddy who collects Transformers. He's buying, like, Transformers on average, like, $300 a pop. And I'm just like, what do you do with that? I put it in the glass, like, he case, and I stare at it. I'm like, I need to do more than that. You took me back Christmas 85. You're scaring me right now. And so <laughs> put away your Optimus Prime. I mean, I, I bought one recently. I bought an Optimus uh, 85 recently. And it's, uh, it's a cool toy. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife doesn't understand it. She was like, what do you spend $400 on? I'm like, uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Stay away from my Optimus Prime. Like, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a Megatron now. Yeah. But those things are running like 1300 bucks. That's I'm good for now. That's my own personal funds. 
Oh yeah, it is, man. But you know, there's so much, uh, so much inspiration in hip hop and everything in those toys and everything. I mean, hell, you think about man, you shoot, you, if you even watch GI Joe and start thinking GI Joe, man, they they were they were ahead of their time. <laughs> I got I bought that show recently on uh, on Blu-ray. All the GI Joe episodes, I was watching them. You can play half those episodes today on TV. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. They they were they got some gems going on in those shows. Like, you know, no one is half the battle. I'm like, I'm watching the show and like Lady Jane shows up. You got you got you got you know, you got uh you got you know, you got Duke and everybody. I mean, that show is wild, man. G- I mean, G.I. Joe today probably be like PG thirteen if you released it today. Right. And they were like marketed towards kids, yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, we got we got it firsthand as kids, man. It was it was a different level. Today, man, every every show's got an educational component to it. Yeah, Joe told me taught me like, man, I gotta get to the gun range. I gotta buy I gotta buy a gun and be cool with it. That's what G.I. Joe taught us. Yeah, live off the grid. Yeah. How to survive. <laughs> yeah, go hide in Humble Park in a, in a bar nobody knows about. It. That's the grid today. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Those PSAs at that. Those are brilliant. That was really good. Oh, man, the say no to drug PSAs where everything was hip hop. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah, brilliant. That's... Can do that. That would be cool. Uh, I can do a PSA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely do it. Yeah, everybody did CDC, so you do another PSA. You could do a, you could do like a, a Breaking Bad style crystal meth PSA. It would be dope at this point. Opioids, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, man, people would be really into it at this point because that's what's going on today. But I think, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I, like I'm gonna go check this place out behind me tomorrow. You guys seen this? Uh, Cos MC MCs, the new McDonald's. Yeah, that's- I heard about it. It's like um, uh, McDonald's uh, ripoff, sort of, right? In Bolingbrook. Yeah, it's not not too far from my old job. I'm gonna go check it out, man. They said it was a 45 minute wait to get a cheeseburger there. It's the same cheeseburger, everybody. They they did a McDowell like for coming to America like logo out there. They were building and people were like freaking out, like, what is this? Why are you putting this in my neighborhood? And so, that's the first one. It's just a McDonald's or is it different? Uh it's McDonald's, like. But those has concepts and food that we never see sometimes. So, um, like, they had the Mick Lobster and the rest of the stuff. And, uh, yeah, they got a lobster roll. And it, it blew. The first time I saw it was out in Boston. Somebody said, you want to get a Mick Lobster? I said, what? <laughs> they had rice on the menu. They had pizza on the menu. Um, McDonald's is interesting. You know, you can't dispute their their effect on hip hop. They've been feeding them CDs for like, you know, since the arches went up. So you go to Times Square, you know. <laughs> yeah. So is, is Cosmics the same brand? Like, or is it a mm-hmm. different? It's not, is, is, is authorized by McDonald's? Authorized by McDonald's. I'm looking at the menu right now. Yeah, it's, it, it has a, a very similar vibe, but it's slightly different. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no overlap. But it's mm-hmm. like burgers and stuff, but it's just like different types of burgers and like egg McMuffins on there, you know, for breakfast. Um, but yeah. It's supposed to be fighting Starbucks with this out here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're trying to kill Starbucks, you know. Uh, 
Yeah, because you know, heard it's sort of like almost like snack based sort of. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if it's like light snack, but like sort of on a different palate. Man, Starbucks, you think they selling crack, man? I don't know what the hell you know. You want to you want to do a concept? Starbucks, what the hell they really selling, man? Because if you go there at eight o'clock in the morning, there's nothing but soccer moms. In the suburbs, is all soccer moms, Lululemon pants. And you know, in car seats, and these, and these, you know, and these ladies are ordering like the average order is about like fourteen bucks. That's a drink and a sandwich. <laughs> so, and they pull through it. I know some people drink Starbucks three to four times a day, and I'd be like, you know, how do you get a chai tea three times a day? But that's what they're doing now. They're about that Starbucks life. You know, um, once they get you, they got you, man. You know, Starbucks is like uh, nobody move weight like that right now. Coffee beans are cheap. The sandwiches are microwavable. They're killing it. Well, you guys watched that video, the Cafe Bravo, right? So you know we love coffee. Uh, we shot that at a. Uh, did you, Did you guys talk about that? That um at the the brood over in. Uh, we we were on it a little bit. Um, we we didn't know about the location, but yeah, that video was dope. I love that. It's real dope. A horror themed coffee shop in Avondale. Um, if you guys are, it sounds like, I mean, film, we've, we've talked about that in horror, so you guys should check it out. It's, there's a ton of memorabilia in there too. Um, the dude who's like one of the owners, DJ Intel, uh, he's like a, like a collector. So there's like a ton of memorabilia in there and it's just a trip. It's a beautiful shop too. And they make good coffee. So, uh, Maybe that's maybe that's who we should vote Voltron for. I don't know. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I mean, like Bob Rock was like trying to say that the coffee was code for weed. I don't know if it's all analogous or just <laughs> if it's all just <laughs> the same at this point with the blurred lines. But I definitely respect what y'all do there because I am definitely a coffee drinker myself. You too. Yeah. Um, Stimulants. Yeah, with the Sprite commercials, like I don't know. I wish I could think of a local drink that can vibe with that's non-alcoholic. Yeah, I mean that that's that's dope. I was thinking like my kids, they love Prime, bro. Like they collect empty Prime bottles, and it's like really, it's it's a thing, man. Like they're all about that. Like that's the thing. They love love Prime. It's like flavored water. I mean, it's basically like Gatorade, but it's yeah. that 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 uh, Jake Paul dude or whatever. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of running these social streets, social network streets. Yeah, I thought cool. I was. I thought the only one going through that, Jay. The prime bottles. My kid has empty prime bottles. I thought like I was. I thought I. I thought she needed therapy, so I'm not the only one going through it. No, it's like a trending thing. And they're aluminum. They're like aluminum bottles. So they get them. They drink. They drink the water yeah. whatever out of, and, and then they keep the bottle. So that you got you like the the, yeah. the red, white, and blue. Got the yellow ones. And they're limited yeah. edition. There's bottles. a Halloween drop too. Oh, but so it's, it's it's tripped out because like you're right. I do got the aluminum ones that nobody gets in, but we also just got some plastic ones just because they want to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. Maybe, maybe it's a prime collab. If that's the case, we're, I mean, we're doing pretty well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
It makes sense. I mean, you know, you, you got me thinking now that, you know, if you do the prime or, you know, you treat one of them like the Voltron Sprite, I mean, that, yeah, it could, it could work big time in that situation because, yeah, I mean, you guys got the personalities, you got the charisma to, to rock that brand, man. It, it, it wouldn't be hard at this point. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, it's fun, man. We'll have to get you guys to a show one of these times. I mean, we're going to be playing. We got this hippie holidays one. Um, we're also going to green lights has a couple gigs. There's one. We're actually going up to Madison, uh, to play, which is where RP went to college, uh, at UW. So it'll be kind of like a little reunion for him. Um, and then in the new year, we're going to be playing at, uh, this place called Roberts West Side out in uh, Forest Park. The I know what it is. Yeah, it's a new venue out there, um, which is going to be fun because I'm going to have my sister stays in Forest Park, so I'm going to have like some family out for that one. So that'll be fun. That's what by uh, that's what that's what Madison all the bars and everything, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah, you might yeah, because I I went to Fenwick over there, so yeah, you went so you OPRF. Did yeah. Uh, you're a husky man, so you you know about you know about Forest Park. When you cross Harlem, there mm-hmm. is bars. A hey, no say. There's bars all the way down to like Gonzo's, to the the uh, the hockey shop over there. Yeah, damn, like that. Mm-hmm. The whole street, man, is nothing but bars. People performing. They got live bands over there. It's nuts on a, on, a, on any yeah. night of the week. It's a little. It's like a nice little cut, and it's like. You wouldn't really expect it, but it's it's a it's a good little scene over there. It's cool. So yeah, that'll be that'll be in uh, I think it's January the fifteenth. Um, I think RP just sent us a flyer about that today, actually. So yeah, it's cool. It's exciting. We got a couple things lined up. It feels good. And keep this momentum going, you know. Nice. That's you know that's that's nice. You think about it. I mean, you know, because I know about Beacon you know, over on Circle Beacon Pub. You know about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that you got. Yeah, check that area out. Definitely. There's a lot going on over there. All the older bars are shut down. They put new bars in. You know, because uh, you know when they closed, I forget what what closed up recently. One of the ones just was just shut down. I think it was some guys from Fenwick that owned that place. I can't think of it. Docs. I think Docs is gone. To be honest, I'm not. It's been a minute since I've been over there, but I wouldn't. It feels different, you know. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there's there is a new kind of wave of like places. So I'm excited to check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I got family in the area, so it would be cool to kind of like see what their their places are and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they they kind of they kind of like. I'd say they jacked the Pilsen vibe over there a little bit, but they were always they were always there. But now it's getting more artsy over there. You know, it's getting to the point where you you know you got singers, you got musicians on that street. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's, it's a it's a nice take. I mean, because I still think Pilsen, as you know, Pilsen where you're at, uh, South Halstead is booming right now. You know, uh, downtown Chicago ain't really got much going on. It's dead. So everybody's going to the edge of downtown right now to uh. To have their creative space at this point. The north side is the north side. The north side is hit or miss. If you get deeper toward, you know, we call it the North Pole. When you get deeper into the North Pole, it gets different up there. So <laughs> you got to know somebody going to the North Pole to perform or doing something like that. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, 
Rogers Park. Um, mm-hmm. You stay in what Andersonville, right? Um, Ashland's hot. Ashland's hot over there. There's a lot of stuff like you know you Andersonville, right? When you pass the McDonald's and everything over there, they got a couple of clubs and bars over there. So it, and then you get to you know you see know Wrigleyville's got spots. Wrigley's booming again right now. Um, like high tops and stuff. No, I know people just pour my high tops arms in college. That's how crazy it was before sub. You know, sub T took that whole space, and you know it's amazing. How many times you walk by sub T in your life or go into sub T in your life and realize that everybody, everybody you know has been in sub T at some point in their life, or you know people that perform in sub T. You know, we found that out with, uh, you know, with Crave. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Crave. Yeah, you're like this dude was the bouncer. So I'm like, I know this dude was somewhere. That's the dude that kicked that dude in the head. So, <laughs> so that's a small universe, man. You know, he was like, oh, I know this cat, man. I mean, yeah. Chicago, Chicago definitely is six degrees of separation all day. Right. And it's it's like no matter what you're involved with, you know, mm-hmm. the totally opposite ends of the spectrum. And somehow you you can connect and collaborate if you want. You know, there's there's a lot, a lot of that, which I love. I love that. That's it's another reason why it's it's great to be here, you know. Yeah. You guys ever think about um? So you you mentioned no park. You ever think doing something in Frank Lloyd Wrightish? You know, because you got you know you got the right hand and everything over there. You know, like shoot something like a video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely cool over there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Maybe maybe something for a new project we're working on, but uh. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's picturesque, that's for sure, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's always you no know, Old Park's always been interesting to me. Like, you know, my time over there, you know, playing basketball at the Old Park Wild over there on Marion, filming, you know, yep. going to Tasty Dog and, and you know, have OPRF kids throw rocks at us. And so <laughs> go back filming fairies. Leave 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 Tasty Dog today. So yeah, we used to Run the hill over there across the street from Old Park River Forge, and you got the at the hill used to be over there, yeah. and you guys had PE across the street from the school. So yeah. yeah, you know the history, the history of Old Park, man. Old Park is more Chicago than it is Old Park. You think about it, because everybody went to Old Park. Majority of people went to Old Park lived in Chicago until they started kicking them out back in the day. No, you're right. I remember I, when I was playing basketball there. There was like a couple kids who like. They were like really good, but they they didn't really live in Oak Park. They were like they were from yeah. the they had like an aunt that lived in Oak Park or something, you know, and mm-hmm. so they just mess with the the mailing address or something and mm-hmm. change, get them in there. But you know, as a kid, you didn't think twice of it. But it was like, oh wait, you really live over on like Laramie or something, you know? Like trying to, mm-hmm. I would give like kids rides home sometimes and be like, we'd have to kind of like go over on like Central or something, you know? And it's like. No, no problem. But it was just like, huh? Like, how did y'all pull that off? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but, a lot of my buddies did that because I grew up on Laramie and Polk, and it'd be hilarious. He was like, "How do you guys know how to? How do you guys know how to get to the Old Park Y? Because you know, Old Park Y, you need you need residency to use right. that Y. So we knew somebody, or mm-hmm. or when I got to Fenwick, they didn't care anymore. They were like, "Oh, you go to Fenwick, you can come to the Y." So that that Y used to be the spot to hoop at, and then you know. The big field house of Old Park, you know, we'll you know, we'll play there and you know it's a battle of Old Park every damn year. Now they don't even play in Old Park anymore due to security reasons. They play at 
Credit Union won UIC. Because, you know, we used to, that used to be a fight every year. We'll win the game and be a brawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, you know, were you there when Shump was there? Or when, when you were at Oak Park? Yeah, when Shump, uh, I was like two years older than him. So we were on the same team for, um, what was that, 2004, I guess? Um, yeah, I mean, we were decent, but it was like, I don't know, as you know, like the West Suburban Silver, <laughs> as it were, like <laughs> the teams, man, like, uh, Hensdale Central was always really good. Proviso, Proviso West. We played East a lot. I remember we played played against Shannon Brown. That was crazy. Dunking on everybody. Like that yeah, was remember, cool. Remember remember cool. They had the, the Cosmics. Wasn't wasn't one of the high schools had the Cosmics inside it? The the McDonald's was that Proviso East or something? No, Providence ain't not right. Uh, which one? Um. Oh, Providence? I think that's, East. That, that's over by, uh, that's in Garfield Park. Oh, that's PSF. Oh, that's, right. uh, you know, the McDonald's? Right. Yeah, the McDonald's is on, um, that was on Laramie, actually. <laughs> I know you're talking about, yeah, they had a whole McDonald's, uh, and I used to crack up about it because, you know, kids went to that school to go work at McDonald's. So I'm like, you ain't got to go to that school to go work at McDonald's. You just go to school. <laughs> but that's what they were doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a couple, of, couple yeah, a couple of homies, a couple of homies went there and went to PSM. So PSM was like, you looked on the west side to try to send you PSM or Weber. You had two options, and I was like, I don't want to go to Weber, I don't want to go to PSM, and I chose Fenwick. And you got there, and Fenwick's a whole cultural experience. <laughs> That's the whole pod, man. We're bringing the, the people of Fenwick on. That'd be a whole show. Some of the stuff that people went through over there is crazy. You know, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, good school. But, you know, ain't for everybody. Real talk. I mean, um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know the area very well. I was, when I was at film, we played, we had, you know, we had McGetty, we had Chris, you guys had Jason Ayers, you guys had Larry Jackson. You probably remember the, the Allen fight when Larry beat up Coach Allen. You probably heard about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was nuts, man. Larry, Larry's cool people, man. Larry's about 6'6. Six, six. You know, super pretty good athlete, jump out the gym. Jason, though, know, Jason was the point guard on that team. We used to play against him a lot. Yeah. Um, they, they were stacks. You know, that, that Shump team was better. Your years was better, but that 97 team, that 97 Old Park team was incredible. You know, they probably were the hardest. They were hard. They were hard to play against than Thornton. Uh, Thornton was with Melvin Eli and the rest of those cats. I mean, we we had some man. There were some battles, man, um, out there. Uh, but I would say there was nothing like going to OPRF with superpowers. I think my sophomore year we went in with Maggie and some other people. We all were pretty athletic, but mm-hmm. we went in and the whole five is dunking, and you guys are like, what the hell? <laughs> so, but yeah. there's nothing like it in that situation. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That's why today was kind of cool because like. At, the, at my school, you know, Raby isn't really much like in terms of a powerhouse, but it's just fun to be in the environment, you know, and like see kids compete and stuff like that. It's cool. It's cool to kind of like touch back into that because that was like a big part of my life, you know, my early life, you know. So it's it's cool to just kind of like remember that, you know. So and since you were at the scoreboard, you were playing it. like the warm up. You weren't playing the warm-up music for these cats? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had nothing to do with that, but it it's 
it's definitely, I mean, a lot of meat mill, basically. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I went through that. Uh... Jack and Kobe. Man, I tell you, Taylor Swift at the at the at the at the, at the, at the old St. Mary games. The first time I heard yeah. Taylor Swift at a game, I just wanted to leave the gym. The little girls are warming up. They're like, "It's me. Uh, I'm the problem." I'm like, "No, you're not the problem. Turn this off right now, man." But they were singing Taylor Swift, man. Every each his own right now. You know, my my kid was like, "She's hip hop." No, she isn't. He's yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Man, I want to see it, maybe that would be because like they the security guard is like hovering around making sure it's like clean versions of songs, you know? Yeah. They're they, off, man. They would look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I went <laughs> to the game two years ago. They were playing uh, the GD song. I'm like, no, they played the GD song at the game, man. No sage. I'm like. Can't do that in here. <laughs> the West Side different, man, as you already know, hey, man. It's, it really watch is. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing Taylor Swift in both the basketball and the volleyball games that you've gone through? Yeah, they went to Taylor Swift, man. Or Doja Cat. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> My kid was like, you got to get hype on Doja. I'm like, I can't get hype on Doja Cat. I'd rather listen to Joe Buttons. If you don't do that, man, turn off, you know, <laughs> You can't do Doja, man. You know, like we used to go, we used to listen to. Uh, you you want to go down memory lane? We, we just, uh, uh, man, it would be uh, like pretty much when Wu drops. I think you know about ninety three. I mean about ninety three, ninety four around there when Wu dropped. I remember listening uh, Protect Your Neck in uh, Old Park in the gym, and that would be blaring Protect Your Neck. And you know, it was it was different because when Wu was playing while you warming up. Most of the kids were scared at that point because they didn't understand Wu Tang and you know you know you know you know you know that then you know you know Wu Tang is man in that situation in Old Park because they it's like the kids are kind of sterile that filming so they like what is this protection what is this cream that's playing in the background and you know and they finally got upset and changed it back to um, Sweet Caroline I was warming up I was like what the fuck man is that Sweet Caroline playing I couldn't do it and so. And you know, that was like the palate cleanse. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you're a kid from the city, and everybody knows the word Sweet Caroline, you don't know the words, and you're like, why don't I not know this song? And my mom's singing it at the game. I'm like, no. She's like, it's like, you don't listen to the good stuff. So I'm like, wow. So music, I used to play my, I used to wear my headphones on at that point because I couldn't stand the music in some places. And I'm like, what is they playing right now? It's uh, Oak Park, different musically. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't lie though the uh, the crowd participation with Sweet Caroline is 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 top tier, you know, like it is that oh 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 really resonates, you know, it's you everybody in call the response, call and response, <laughs> baby. Start to duck on somebody with that plane though. <laughs> like, yeah. oh oh oh, he just drop it over the rim and walk away, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I learned it at that point, man. That and uh, the other one I used to play all the time was Vitology. By um, you know, Vitology probably played in the background of every damn film game, man. Is or Pearl Jam or Cootie and the Blowfish. Oh man, I, I I could my music taste in no part was different, man. I'd be like, okay, this Hootie ain't bad. Okay, I understand the concept. Darius Rucker actually got bars, and I <laughs> I mean it's. it's now he's trying to rap now. So who he's coming back now is MC. 
Darius Rucker's trying to rap? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm Googling that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that Pearl Jam, that mythology, man. That that leather album, man, that leather case album is what played through like my childhood in no park for two years as I transferred out and I was like I got to the south side and it turned into house music. They yeah. they had the crib line and I'm hearing like I'm hearing like people playing there's a hose in this house. And I'm like, okay, all right, I get you guys now. The South Side was like more, I don't know, house music, disco at that point, Jay. And I'd be in the I'd be in the crib line like everything, everything's boom back. That's why that's the best way to put it. And then you might hear like some uh cycle drummer in the background playing. That'd be uh, Leo. Leo I still like to play uh uh-huh. They play that cycle drama uh -huh, in the game. And I'm like, really? First I heard like two to the forehead. I'm like, I'm in the game like, all right, man. So like if we don't win the game, they're gonna fight. So we gotta make sure we get to the bus early. <laughs> and it does happen though. Yeah, cycle drama them, them Starbucks and the parents playing that Taylor Swift, bro. They don't want that uh them fighting them buses, man. <laughs> them post post game fights, bro. Hey man, I know we're going on different tangents, but <laughs> Novak, like I never I I could never live this life. But when was the first time you remember dunking and when was the first time you remember dunking on someone? First time dunking was sixth grade. I, I think you did it. Grade. I think what? Get out. Yeah. I think you do it yeah. in college. Mm-hmm. My man. Woo. But about six, about six or seven grade. I think the first time was at sixth grade. I learned how to gather and go up and get like right. little ducks. And then seventh grade, I think I'm playing at uh, Columbus Park on the west side. You know, that's a whole that's a whole old park situation. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. up at Columbus and uh, this cat had to be about twenty six, twenty seven. We're on the break and he was talking crazy. And I pulled it back and ducked on him. And when I and I ducked on him, I looked at my uh, I looked at the skin on my inside head. I had ripped like I had ripped all the skin off my pad. Hey, the rims back in the day were tight. So I cut my finger. I'm bleeding. I got my hand clutched. I got blood running down my fingers. Dude was like, "You paid for it, young blood. You paid for it." I was like, "Yeah, I paid for it." Yeah. <laughs> Since then, you know, right of passage, homie, right of passage over here. Yeah, that's since then, we tried to duck in and everybody, you know, that's all that's what you know, it got to the point where it, it, it became like DNA. You'd be at a gym and we're trying to get somebody. I tried, I was trying to get people in every gym in the city. So, like, you know, you go into, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you go to Provisor Weeds, you try to trick somebody, yeah, old park, trying to catch somebody at old park. So, we used to call it catching bodies. We're trying to catch bodies all over the city. Yeah. I think, um, Probably, probably some of the best bodies. The, the crazy thing is, you know, like basketball-wise, um, I think the vertical got better, like, after high school. So high school, I was jumping, like, I think at high school, it was 41, 42. I got to college. I got to college. I broke my foot. You probably remember when I broke my foot in those days. I broke my foot, and I felt another gear. And I got it up to about 46, 47. And then I transferred to DePaul, and I think I got it up to about 48 at one point. And 48 inches, man, it's like it's like coming down on a fast break. I was throwing ignorant shit. Like, I bounced it off the floor off the backboard. I, like, so I'm coming down dribbling or whatever. I just slammed it off the floor. I got to the point I started looking at, like, an anime character. I come down I come down on the break and slam it off the floor and go get it. Or you try to trick somebody. And I try to, like, put my – I call it put my nuts on your head. So I try to catch them jumping. Because a lot of cats, they jump well. 
But I was like, I was playing with anger. So it'd be like one of those things where I'm trying to get the ram, I'm trying to get into it in that point. So we started we started doing that to Paul punching the rim. That's when you get up over the rim and you just punch it. It's like it's almost like you up you're up so high that you're trying to hit the back of the box. So you're not just ducking the ball at that point. I'm not scraping my fingers anymore at that point. So I'm just punching the ball at the rim. Right. And we were doing ignorant stuff. We we're just throwing lobs from half court, trying to catch it, trying to catch it off uh, off stride. So you can catch a lob from like about 30 feet. One of, I know I caught one from a guy we had a, the ball, Mario Sawyer. He was the point guard at the ball for a minute. He could throw that thing from 40 feet toward the basket. All you got to do is catch it. And it's, it's scary when you play with better point guards out there. So, yeah, a lot of that. But, you know, people like to fight that you dunk on them. So I, it's a lot of I got a lot of altercations. Yeah. So you're like, you don't do that to me. I mean, I got, I got, I caught a body one time at Windy City Field House is retarded. You know about that place? So Windy City had, they had a Filipino league, no sage, and they had a, they had a black league, they had a white league. I, I believe so, it. I believe it. And so my, one of my buddies tricked me one week and brought me to the Filipino league. And I was like, that's a Filipino basketball league. So I show up, I'm out there and my guy go, I bet you won't duck in here. I'm like, why? Because, you know, we didn't know they had a team on the north side that was average like 120. There was a bunch of Filipino dudes that were shooting lights out. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm in the gym, and like the first time we played them, they had like 85 at halftime. I'm talking about playing 10-minute quarters. And we had like 60, and I was upset. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to duck on these motherfuckers in here, basically. So we're out there. <laughs> we're out there. A fast break, and one of my guys is like, I bet you won't step on his chest. And that's the first time, like, I ducked on somebody, and the guy jumped, but he was only, like, about 5'10". So when I yeah, right. jumped, I stepped on him. Bro, <laughs> why are you doing hurdles, bro? Why are you doing hurdles with my flip brothers, man? Come on. <laughs> well, they want to fight after that. They want to fight after that. We had to run to the car. Uh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> They were like, he's a bastard, man. You saw what he did. You saw what he did to him. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's you know, it, it's fun though. Like my kid today, man, that's her fantasy right now. She says she wants to come down and dunk on somebody. That's uh, you're like you'll be you'll probably be like five, six, five, seven. You ain't Wait. dunking on nobody. You maybe I don't know. No bag. How tall are you? Uh six three, six four. Okay. And, but I get I got these, so I got wings. So yeah. like today, yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, I'm older, but I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm older. I'm not in super basketball shape, but I'm coaching sixth grade basketball. But I can okay. bunny hop and dunk a basketball. So it scares the shit out of the little girls because you you're in practice with them, and I'm yeah. teaching them like to go to the basket. You know, day the other day in practice, right? I did a thing like my kid go show them the monkey arms, daddy. So that's where that's where you dunk a basketball without really jumping. It's like you raise your arms, you stand up, and you dunk it. You dunk it vertical because I don't need that much lift to dunk it anymore, really. But if I get back into basketball shape, you know, you can do crazy stuff. Like I was telling her, like, you know, watch. So, like, you know, if you drop step, you go up, you just dunk it. But you ain't really, like, you ain't bouncing. It ain't bouncy like you're 20, 23, 23, 24 years old. But, you know, the thing is, they always tell her a lot of times, like, you know, if you want to maintain that, you just got to keep working at it. Like, you know, it's, I think the worst, the best vertical I ever saw was Paul McPherson and Ronnie Fields. Ronnie jumped 52 inches, man. And I, and 52 is different than 48. He got four more. He kicks his leg and goes up another 
five, six inches off the ground. So, like, back in the day, you know, side basketball players. So, you know, the west side, there was a warlord over every block that jumped 40-some inches. So, you know, we looked at it as, I got to be a better jumper than this guy. I got to be a better basketball player, better athlete. So, we, you know, we were at war with each other on the west side and the south side. So, every Cole Park, Columbus Park, man, you know, the armory on the north side, it was just straight, it was, it was straight bedlam. Every gym, somebody was trying to catch your body. <laughs> That's cool. I love hearing those stories, man. That's, I like, yeah. I love that, like, that history. So, I would love to play. I'm not in basketball shape either, but I'll definitely shoot around, you know. <laughs> no, I'm working on it. I, I, I promised this kid, I promised my little one, my little one was like, Daddy, can we just have one year of dominance? I looked at her, I'm like, what do you want? Can we just put, she wants she wants to go to gyms and throw lobs. So her her fantasy right now is like you know I think is it'd be great to play with you. I'm not on some LeBron and Bronny type stuff, but it'd be great to play with her to the point where she's at the top of her game on every base, and you and you're able just to compliment her at this point because man, it's it's you know playing with your kids. I, I give him this. I'm not a LeBron fan 100 to be honest with you. I'm a Jordan fan. I think that Bron's, you know, he's a great basketball player, but Mike's different. You know, Bron's different. You know, I prefer Mike over Bron. It's like it's like it's like you know, it's like it's like Coke and Pepsi. I prefer to I prefer to Coke over to Pepsi if I can do it in that situation. So, but the the play with them or you know, the you know, stage, you know, even play with the kids and whatever is interesting because you know it's an age gap between us, but at the same time to get your body to the point where you can go out there. <laughs> and be menacing again it's, it's hilarious you know I, I i've been treating it like that lately like uh doing calf raises again you know probably gonna start power cleaning again I, i'll show her that you know there's things you can do with it let's try to teach her if you put the work into it you can be great it's the same thing with hip-hop you know if you work on your bars you work on your delivery and your control you can be yeah. great so just showing her that like man you know man. you can be a monster I, I i used the godzilla analogy with her you know, daddy, daddy dormant right now. You know, guys, don't need some radiation. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no bag driving some life coach gems on us. Right. I yeah. still want to see that Godzilla minus one, man. It's in the theaters right now. I, I haven't looked at any trailers man, on purpose. I hear so much good stuff about it. This is dope. They just standing it to Christmas Day. It was only supposed to run yeah. for two weeks. They're standing all the way up to Christmas Day. They said a way to see it's a 40 right. 40x over in the oh, off Western, yeah, Western with, right, right. With the moving seats, they said that is vicious, man. man. <laughs> they said this is guy, this is Godzilla not liking anybody. <laughs> you can feel that rumble. You can feel catch. You can feel Godzilla catching bodies left and right over there. That was a dope Nike commercial, by the way. I love that commercial. Barkley dunked on Godzilla. Oh, yeah, Barkley, like, right, right. Yeah. You ever see that one? Um. Uh, homegrown, the the Barkley one. Uh, maybe we taking, we taking you back. We taking you back in the archives in this one. Yeah, Google, Google Charles Barkley, uh, Godzilla one on one. Nike had a whole campaign. <laughs> and then there was also um, this is not even like I don't even think there were celebrities in it, but Sprite had this sort of like they were like in a cipher or something, mm-hmm. and didn't like. Somebody was like spitting like a bar or whatever, and then I think the person stopped. I don't know if the person stopped the bar on purpose, 
anyhow, the reason why I remember this commercial is because I, I was in a cypher at like some like dirty hip hop party and somebody just started spitting that in the cypher and then everyone was like vibe with it and then like 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 thinking like wait a minute, are you spitting the, the sprite rhymes right now? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Someone caught that? Just, yeah, yeah, just so funny. Like Sprite had like a, a hold on like a pulse of the, the rap street rap street at the time. Oh, this is right now are those shoes on sale that the ones that he had in that commercial at that time? yeah they're back they're back yeah uh, people are, I, I saw a little, i saw a little kid when i'm like you know we've been uh me and the little one we've been doing kobe's lately so uh she wants those uh reverse grinches and i'm gonna i said i'll see what i can do you know, but she got that weird shoe size right now. The U five and U U five and a half, which you know, this one same size that most women wear in this country. So it's hard to buy certain shoes because a U five is a woman seven, and you know how it is. Women buy kids shoes when they wear seven or eight, so that so it's hard to get kids shoes because all the women have the shoes. All the ladies have the shoes at that point. So mm. I uh, look at her pair of Grinches. I got the, the other day. The other day, I bought in the the Kobe, the Kobe Bruce Lee's the other day, and I brought those out. You know, it's crazy when these kids walk up and go, "Where you get those from?" I got a job, shorty. <laughs> I work every day. So they, so they... I don't have a bot. I don't have a plug. I got a job. I got a job. You know, that's uh, the only thing I miss. About. I mean, the, sh- uh, the shoe culture and basketball culture, hip hop go hand in hand. We were changing, yo, man, homegrown. We were changing. We we're changing shoes every Friday in Old Park, or changing shoes on the South Side almost every Friday. It's like when you debut a new Nike. It's crazy, man. You see people faces. You know, it's, it's, that's the only thing I remember about high school besides playing well against people. Right. When you got a new pair of Nikes, man, and they see them, it ain't nothing like it. It really ain't, yeah. And then you play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, some of those shoes suck to play in, but they're cool looking. I mean, my favorite, my favorite shoe probably from that time period, probably the the Hirachi High. I don't know if you the Hirachis. The Hirachis had like that uh, that rubber sole. So Nike Hirachi, uh, they're Pippins. If you look for Pippin Hirachis, you yeah. see them. They're, they're, I had black, I had white, black, and purple. I had those. And then I also had um, I hooped in the up tempos, Air Max up tempos. Oh, those yeah. uh, those are sweet. And then KG dropped some shoes at one. Uh, Kevin Garnett dropped some shoes at one point. He had some uh, for the black Nikes. Those are pretty cool. And then um, probably the Jason Kidd fives. No sage is probably the best basketball shoe grip wise out there. The J Kid fives, man, they are sweet. Uh, because they look like a track shoe. And the reason we loved them, because, you know, they give you those Adidas, uh, those Adidas vibes, you know, like to me, it was always black shoes, no socks, ankle brace, black shoes, black socks. You know, I was always, you know, we stole that from Mike Tyson. That's the whole, I come to kill you and eat your children. Look, so everything was black, you know, black out the shoes. You know, I, I say the Bulls probably inspired them with the playoff editions and everything. Cause you know, when the Bulls put on black, Majority time during the playoff series, the playoff years, you know, the, the six championship years, it was a victory at that point. That so tough. we love black shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today it's like you know, hooping in the Kobe's, hooping in the um, you got uh, you got you got the GTs. The GTs are sweet. I don't know if you know about the Nike GTs. 
Nah, man, I'm really up to kicks like that. Uh, man, the Nike, yeah, I, I get into all that stuff. Man. I mean, it's like, um, shoes is like a drug. You know, I, I need it, you know, I used to always, my wife always jokes like, you can't, you ain't got room for no more shoes. So, <laughs> so, so I'm only allowed to buy like shoes maybe once a year right now, just once or twice a year. But if I get them, if I obtain them to trade, then it's not purchasing them. I feel you're right about the the females dipping into the the youth shoes though, because um mm-hmm. my 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 wife is wearing um my 12 year old uh, Jordans today because he had like two pairs of green ones, so we were trying to go holiday out for the Christmas party. She's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna wear your Jordans today. <laughs> she had the low, she had the lows, and then my 12 year old had the high ones, like the Grinches, something like that. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I was trying to like get tap into that that color colorway. Are you still at the school, by the way? No, no, I'm back home finally. Oh man, I don't <laughs> say that's why. I don't like that. He's trapping the gym right now. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm like, what? You got a Tesla time machine over there or something. You just showing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got a report for duty tomorrow. Though we got we got two games. You got uh, two. Twelve year old. Yeah, what about you? Where you, you, play, where you open at? Uh, St. Hillary. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. yeah. I got, I got St. Ben's at ten o'clock. You know, we got St. Ben's at St. Ben's. So they, they, they've been talking trash. Man, I believe it, man. You gonna be playing the Taylor Swift tomorrow, bro? Uh, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm try to slip some mob deep in the headphones for him. <laughs> there you go, ah, bro. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I say over, one, man. Take over. Yeah. I say one thing. You, the, you want them uh, to play like drill music instead, bro? Uh, drill, 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 drill music could probably get the rip. Yeah, if you had drill music back then, we were playing. Oh my god, you probably get like eight. You'd be up there. You hear like I don't like playing in the background, and you know that song. I will admit that yo, know, I don't like your your laying up down on. That song is the energy from that song is ridiculous. So you put on some Vic Mensa, you know, you put that uh, I don't you know put that Vic Mensa on there, man. I mean, it's, they got some good stuff in terms of like you know um, it gets it gets you going pretty much in that point. I mean, like there's some stuff. I mean, because hip hop got so much rock element in it right now. You know, even that even that little Uzi, I want to rock. I've seen kids warm up to uh, that Uzi uh, Uzi, I want to rock. It's 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 sick when they're athletic like that. You, know, you yeah. see it, and you just like, and these kids, athletically today, there's some monsters. There's some real kaiju out there. There's some kids out there that have some things that this uh, this guy giving ridiculous. Yeah, I saw. I was uh, we do AAU. I was out in uh, Elgin like last year. Man, this sixth grader came down, and we ducked and stuff in sixth grade and stuff like that. This little homie came down in windmills. I was sitting there just like it, it took me. It took me. I wasn't able to windmill a basketball until like I was like seventeen. This kid was like 12, 13 years old. He came down and windmilled, and I, you know, I didn't have no, I didn't have no words at that point. I just looked like, yeah, man, what's the milk? And he looked at us like, what y'all gonna do? He gave he gave the dirtiest look out. So I, I remember. I know what that look is. You know, when you duck on somebody, and their parents in the stand, I used to wave at their mom. I just wave at the family or whatever, but we'll salute the family in the audience, whatever, basically. But like, what they gonna do? Your dad, you know, your son just got ducked, or your mom's here, your dad's here, your sister's here. What y'all gonna do? 
<laughs> we were we were pretty nasty about it, but the kid dumped on his kid, and he, man, he looked at the whole crowd like, "F you guys," and I was just like, "Six grade now? What is he gonna be doing eighth grade?" Sixth grade, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, athleticism is, is scary. Like one beyond, but you probably watched that Spurs Bulls game, and like that's scary." He's what? seven foot four with a three point shot. You can't guard that. Yeah, how did uh, a, I didn't catch the stats. How did how did Vooch uh, stand up to him? He was able to um, we won the game. <laughs> they won. Yeah. We won the game. Oh, okay. Wow. Zach Wilson they gonna put on a special hat if he won five in a row. I gotta see this hat. <laughs> no Zach, yeah. Yeah. Nah, Zach go. Vooch played well. He had twenty one and sixteen. Wow. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. Zach, Zach can play his last game as a bull. Please don't send him to LA. Please don't do it. I said I sent Zach like to Atlanta or somewhere. I send him somewhere he don't want to go. I send him to Atlanta or send him to like uh Memphis somewhere. You know. I you know, honestly the best trade out there would be to get Zion back. If you get if you trade if you swap Zach for Zion right now. Zion in Chicago would be a he would he would be big he would be like he would be like a like the biggest kaiju we had here since Mike if you put if you put uh, Zion in the Bulls uniform Jesus Christ I'm going every game <laughs> that's a uh, hey, homegrown that's the best man that's the that's the best in game dunker I've seen in a long time I saw the Zion game Jesus Christ yeah he, we did post big, a video man. that he was saying he's coming to Chicago I know he was probably just doing it just to be funny oh but, I did. Yeah, I saw he was like yeah. talking to the security guard or something. Yeah, it might happen. If if, if we can swap Zach for Zion, I went oh. with Jersey. I'm okay. there. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I'm a I'm somewhat a Zach fan. Zach is a bad shot taker. Zach's one of those guys you could be down by two points with 30 seconds ago. He's shooting a one-legged falling out of bounds three-pointer. If it goes in, he's a goat. He's a hero of that game. He misses that shot. We're like, what the fuck, Zach? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zion would be a good fit here, but other than that, don't take the Lakers trash back. Don't do it. These these are guys, the Lakers got a bunch of trash on that team. You know, Bruh's gotten older. I don't want D'Angelo Russell. I don't want Rue. I don't want Rue in that situation. You know, give me Zion or give me a young, give me draft picks is the way I feel about it. Let's hope it happens, man. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We got what we got seven more days to Zach Lee's town. I already got the calendar up, man. <laughs> on, on, on December 15th, Zach Levine is leaving Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's got to happen. Midnight. Yo. Yeah. Yo. It's been, a, it's been awesome to talk to you guys. I got to sign off, bro. I got to get I got to get All going. Right. Um, All right, man. man. No, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah. It's been fun to chop it up. We talked a lot about uh, everything, but y- y'all are dope. Can- how can we listen to the podcast? Hey. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably post it up on YouTube by tomorrow, and then we'll have okay. it on Spotify at some point. And um, yeah, bro, I'll probably be at that um, that Forest Park show. So um, yeah. yeah, man, definitely, definitely looking forward to checking y'all out because uh, y'all got a lot of stuff. And that Madison one sounds pretty cool too. So yeah, it'll be cool. Okay. Out there. Trust me about Forest Park. That's nearby. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, you'll see. Be, we'll be posting about that pretty soon. 
Love. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. I go ahead and wrap it up. All right, Novak. Yeah, I'll let you close it out, Novak. Yeah, thank you, Homegrown and Kamanu. Thank you definitely for coming on the show. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. Always good to chop it up with Chicago artists. Uh, definitely check us out everywhere podcasts are at. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever we're out there. Go listen to something dope today. Go catch a body. All right, talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace, y'all. This were the last time I could touch my pen to paper, I would write about all the times I couldn't figure out the words to put on these pages. I would write about how I've given so much of myself already, but so many times I wish I've given more. I would write about how much I love to write, and if I could never do it again, it better be because I'm dying. Because I need to write for every sleepless night, for every broken heart, for every kiss I can still feel, for every time I miss my mom. For every friend I hope to never lose, for every stupid little crush, for every painful, delightful moment I can never get back, I would write.